Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of God of all ages, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we thank you for making the time to tune in. Take a moment to get focused, clear your mind, close your eyes, open your heart, and receive what God has for you on this day. Come on, City Place, are you ready to jump into God's Word? So excited to have all of you watching us online right now, no matter what platform you're watching on. Welcome to the City Place family. I hope you've been enjoying our series, Let Him Work. You know, we declared that 2021, this is the year that God does it. You know, when we were praying towards the end of last year, my wife and I, Taisha, we just really felt like God was up to something. We felt like God wanted to say something that was fresh and something that God was doing was going to be something new. And we've challenged us that we really want to see God do it, but we have to let him work. And today we're just going to continue on and just leaning into the presence of God. So I want to make sure that you have a couple of things available to you. I want to make sure that you have the notes, cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. You can also go and find those notes and other information on our City Place app, which is at center, I'm sorry, churchcenter.com. You look for City Place Church and you'll find the City Place app. I also want your heart to be prepared because uh, when we finish our message, we're going to worship God with our giving. I want to challenge us that if we're going to let God do the work, let's give him everything. Let's not hold anything back. And in fact, uh, we're going to end our service uh, in a different way. We're going, to, we're going to worship God with our giving. I'm going to, I'm going to give you uh, some, some messages uh, or a message from God's word. And then at the end, I'm going to give you an opportunity to go a little deeper with God with your own time. So we want to really lean in today. Let's get your Bible. You're going to need your Bible. I'm going to be moving in and out of Scripture today. We want to go higher this year. We want, we want God to take us deeper because 2021 is the year that God does it. Can you say this is the year that God does it? Since we've been in our series, we've been talking about the fact that God wants to do something fresh. He wants to do something new. But we said that before God does something new, he has surrounded us with things that he's already done. You might remember that we were in Isaiah 43. And in verse one, he says, now listen to the Lord who created you, who formed you, who ransomed you and has called you by name. We said that before God declares the new thing, he reminds you of what he's already done. And so we are already moving quick in 2021 and God is already doing something. God has already prepared the way for you. And we want to make sure that your heart is prepared. And while we were in 21 days of prayer and fasting, I felt like God was just continually pulling me closer and closer to him and really letting me know that the intensity that we have in January has to be the intensity that we have throughout the year. If God's going to do something, then my intensity has to be at a level of expectation for what God is going to do. And so I'm just going to download to you. Uh, I spent some time during 21 days of prayer when we were praying on Saturdays and just kind of started with this thought. And I just want to continue it. All right. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to Daniel. Daniel chapter nine, Daniel chapter nine. We're talking about let God work. Let God 
work. We're, we're, we're still in the series, but we're focused on the fact that this is the year that God does it. This is the year that God does it. And so let's see what happens when we give God permission to work. We give God permission to work. It says this in Daniel chapter 9. I hope you have your Bible. Do you have your Bible? You're going to need your Bible. You're going to need your Bible. Daniel chapter 9. It says this in verse 1. It says, in the first year, now some of these names, y'all, I got to be honest with you, it's going to be hard to pronounce, so I'm just going to shorten it down and give these guys some nicknames. In the, in the first year of Darius, the son of, there it is, Aya, of the lineage of Mendes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keeps his commandments. So let's pause really fast. Daniel has come across the word of God. Daniel has come across some instruction, uh, something that God has said, and Daniel begins to dive into what God had already said. Are you with me? Remember we said that before God declares anything that he's going to do, he has declared what he has already done. And so it says that Daniel dives into God's word and based on what he had read, he decided that he was going to give his attention to prayer and fasting. He decided that he would receive God's word. And instead of just receiving God's word, he was going to dive deeper into what God wanted to say. Are you with me? So in this season where we're saying God is going to do it, we don't want to just hear that God is going to do it. We want to dive deeper into everything that God wants to say and God wants to do. So we're letting him work. We're letting God do what he has called for you to do and what God has promised for you to do. But we don't just want to sit back. I want to dive as far into his word as I can. And it's the same for you. And so it says here that he dives in his God's word and he sets his face towards the Lord. So, God, you've already declared something. I want to lean into what you've already declared. I'm going to set myself in front of your presence and I'm going to continue the intensity that I've already had. I'm going to set myself in front of your face. I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to pursue you with greater intensity now since I know that you've already been speaking. Are you with me? So it says that he sets himself and he just begins to cry out to God, God, you are awesome. You are amazing. And he sets himself in a place to where he will stay before the Lord. Now let's keep going. Hop down to verse 19. Hop down to verse 19. This is Daniel. He's still praying and talking to God. He says, O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake. My God, for your city, your people are called 
by your name. Pause. Remember, we said at the beginning of our series in Isaiah 43 that God said, you are mine. I've called you by name. So here we have Daniel who is going to God and he says, now, God, I just want to remind you of what you've already declared. I want to remind you of what you've already said. I want to remind you of how you've already framed your people. He says, now, you're God all by yourself. Now, as I'm crying out to you, you listen, hear, respond. He says, but you've already defined them as yours. See, God has already declared something to you. God has already declared and he's already done in this year of God doing it. We don't want to get distracted. We don't want to lose sight of what he's already promised, what he's already done. We want to have a greater intensity for what he is going to do. So I want to challenge you right out the gate. God's word cannot be sitting on a coffee table this year. There is so many promises, so much of his resume is sitting right in front of us. We have got to pull it off the shelf and dust it off. This week, I decided that I wasn't just going to preach from my iPad because I wanted to hold God's word as an example in front of you that this can't, this can't be just gathering dust. No, we're going to dive deeper and deeper and deeper into the presence of God like never before. Let's keep reading. Verse 20. Meanwhile, while I was speaking, praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in a vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have now come forth to give you understanding to your supplication. At the beginning of your supplication, the beginning of your prayer, the command went out and I have come to tell you, you are greatly beloved, Therefore, consider the matter and you will understand the vision. So he's laboring before God. He's praying before God. And out of nowhere, God says, OK, Gabriel, <laughs> Gabriel, one of the one of the angels that that's literally by the throne of God. He says, go down and I want you to have uh, a moment with Daniel that Daniel's never had before. And when he's talking to Daniel, he says this, he says, from the first time you focused in and began to pray, heaven's command was to bring you understanding and more clarity. He says, when you started to pray, I want you to know that heaven was going to work. See, in January, we declared, God, speak to us God, we're laboring before you. God, give us one word for the year. We've declared as a church that this is the year that God does it in January. And I want to tell you that since we are moving through the year, that God is working for you. The, the angel Gabriel says, I want you to know from the very first time you started praying, God was working. From the first time, God was working. Let me tell you that God is working 
on what he has already declared over you. What you have to do on those moments where you feel like he may not, you look back around you and see that he's been faithful. Because before God will declare anything new, he will remind you of what he's already done. And so he tells Daniel, he says, Daniel, I just want you to know that from the first time, like he took him back. Now, you're praying now, but I want you to know that the first time you started praying, God was already working. Then he says, now I want to explain to you what you have seen. I want to give you clarity for what you've been praying for. I want to now give you a fresh view of what is going to take place. So he says, since the first time you were praying, God started working. So God's been doing something since the first moment. Then he says, now he's going to declare something new that you haven't seen. So when I was reading Daniel, I felt like the Lord just wanted me to give us some responses while God is working. All right. Some responses while God is working. Because if we're not careful, we can find ourselves going, well, God, are you working? When it's clear that when you and I have already started praying, God has already been working. Well, we need to have a response while God works. So here it is. Watch this. Write this down. And I said this when we were doing our 21 days of prayer. Prayer and fasting must become part of your lifestyle. I said it. Yep, yep. Prayer and fasting in 2021, as God has declared he will do it, prayer and fasting has to become a part of your lifestyle. It can't just be when City Place does it. It can't be in uh, January and in August. No, no, no. This is the year where God does it. And there has to be a response from the time we start praying, from the time God continues to respond. Because God is going to fulfill and answer a prayer request. We're not just going to put it in cruise control. No, no, no. That just goes into the God did it pile. God will do it. Daniel says, I'm right before you. This is my lifestyle. If you and I are going to have any sort of a response in 2021, it has to be that prayer and fasting is my lifestyle. 2021 has to be the year, y'all, where we're not led by our flesh, but we're led by the Spirit of God. 2021 is the year that we have declared as a church that God does it. So if I'm going to let him work, I have to continue to be postured in a position of expectation. Daniel was postured in a position where he was like, okay, God, I found your word. That was Daniel chapter nine, one through four. I found your word. I am going to seek out everything that you have declared to me. So he's praying and he's going before the Lord and it moves from now I found this out to now, Lord God, forgive me for my sins. So there's an element of repentance in allowing God to work. He says, God, forgive me for my sins. And then he says, and then forgive my city. Forgive my city. Forgive our nation. He says, God, if you're going to do it this year, I want to make sure that I'm always postured in a place to where my lifestyle is consumed with prayer and fasting. Can I tell you, now you're not going to be able to fast all day. 
You won't be you won't fast every day. But what I'm saying is, is there has to be something that my flesh will not get so that I can grow more in the spirit. Daniel said. If I get a taste of your word, I want more of your word. And once I get more of your word, I'm going to see more of your work. So the first thing that we have to do in a response to God working is we have to have a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. I want to challenge some of you. Give God. You ready? Watch this. Here's my challenge. I want you to give God 15 minutes of prayer throughout your day. 15 minutes of prayer throughout your day. There's, there's, there's an old school book. It's an old, old school book. Uh, it's called Practicing the Presence of the Lord. My brother Lawrence, I believe I got the title out right. And in it, uh, he was trying to find a way to have an encounter with God every single day. And what he found was, was that there cannot be a moment throughout his day that he doesn't take God with him. You, you, there shouldn't be a moment in our day where God isn't moving with us, leading us, guiding us, included. So instead of us just, uh, just, just saying, well, I have devotion time in the morning and then I just go. What if we started our day off with the Lord and we said, all right, Holy Spirit, lead me into this day. Let's go. And we took the Lord with us instead of leaving him in our morning or in our noon quiet time or in our night quiet time. And then we function all by ourselves. Daniel said, I will have a lifestyle that includes your presence. I will be led by my spirit, not by my flesh. I'm going to prove it to you. Daniel had a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. In Daniel chapter one, we read that um, Daniel and his three Hebrew friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were brought in by King Nebuchadnezzar. And the Bible says that they were handsome and young, and God had given them wisdom and knowledge for the time that they were in. And it says that the culture was changing, and it says that the king said, uh, feed all these boys, feed them. But Daniel and his friends had committed that they were going to live by a kingdom culture. They had a culture that was trying to pull them in with the delicacies of that culture, kind of like you and I now, how culture is changing all around us. And it's kind of saying that if you don't bend to the culture, then you're the oddball out. If you don't bend to how things are changing around you, then you are the problem. Well, Daniel said, well, we'd like to prove that the kingdom culture, the one where we stand for God, we, we don't bend, proves to be sure. So they said, we won't eat of the delicacies. Just give us the vegetables. So they set aside the meat and the delicacies and whatever else was on that table because they had a lifestyle of commitment to the things of God. So the Bible says that after the days went by of them saying, we don't want the food. We're just going to eat these vegetables. The Bible says that when they came back to check on them, they looked more healthier and stronger because they remained faithful. In this lifestyle where we're saying, God, I am going to stay focused on you. I'm not going to allow the circumstance or the situation or the culture to change me. I'm going to stay focused. This will be my lifestyle in 2021. If you're going to do it, I'm going to commit something and I'm going to have a response to. 2021 
for you has to be the year. Watch now. I'm not trying to hurt nobody. I'm not mad. 2021 has to be the year where you and I decide we won't bend to the culture. I, I, I know that culture is changing around us. We can, we can see it. It's, it's changing. It's, 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 it's changing. But the Bible says that only what you do for Christ will last. You have so much Jesus in you, if you know Jesus, you have so much Jesus in you to where if you take a stand, it will impact the culture where you are. Yes, you, by yourself. If you and I decide that in 2021, God is going to do it. And we say, God, my prayer time with you, my fasting, which is, remember, we said in, in, in a series a while, uh, a while back that fasting is just setting aside what would, is personal gratification so that I can grab hold of what God wants to do in the spiritual. I may not, I, I, I may not watch that show no more. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to set that aside because I just need to be in tune with him in 2021 so that I'm sensitive to what God is doing. Because remember, before he does anything new, he declares what he's already done. And I don't want us to miss anything of what God is doing in 2021. I'm going to prove it to you. So that's Daniel chapter one. In Daniel chapter three, the Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are working and serving in the kingdom. And it says this, it says, it says that the king makes a decree that whenever you hear the music, that you have to bow down at this God that they created. It goes back again to the changing culture that you have to bow down to this God. And if you don't, you're going to be thrown in the fiery furnace. So these three Hebrew boys stand up in front of the king and say, King, we just want you to know that we will never worship you. We will never worship the image that you've created. Now, if you feel like you need to throw us in the furnace, go ahead. Watch this. He said, now, one thing that we know is that our God will deliver us. But if he doesn't, we will never bend a knee to that which is not our God. So the Bible says that the king is frustrated. Turn it up even hotter. Throws him in the fire. It says that they go in bound. And then as the king and his men are looking, it says that they see four men in. And they're walking around unbound. And the king says this, the, I know we put in three, but the fourth one looks like the son of God. These boys started praying, not just in Daniel chapter one, but they had a relationship with God to where their default was, we are going to rely on God. We're going to rely on who he is. And when the highs of life come, the lows of life come, culture tries to redefine us. We have a lifestyle that all revolves around our encounter with God. But it doesn't stop there. Now, just so you know, they walked out and the Bible says that the king goes, oh, 
There's nobody like the God of these Hebrew boys. In Daniel chapter 6, it says that there's another decree. Y'all, this is amazing. It says that there's another decree. And these are just so you know that the kings are changing at this time. There's another, there, there's another decree, and uh, the men are watching Daniel and his friends be elevated in, 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 the, in the nation. And they're getting a little jealous. And they know that Daniel, the Bible says, is praying three times a day to the Lord his God. So they're watching this, and they're like, hmm, we need to, we need to figure out a way to steal their prayer time. And it says that they make this rule that the only one that they could pray to is the God of the nation. Again, culture. Again, things are changing. And it says that Daniel refuses to abide by the culture and he continues his lifestyle of prayer. And it says that Daniel was so bold and so cocky in his lifestyle relationship with God that he flung open the doors to his place where he was working, the place to his house. And he would begin to pray every single day, three times a day to the Lord, his God. Mm, praying. Mm, God, this is all about you. Jesus, this is all about you. You are the one. You are the deliverer. And he did this because he had a lifestyle of prayer. And he says that the men said, well, what can we do to stop this? So they said, uh, King, if anybody prays, they should be uh, killed and thrown into the lion's den. And so the king's like, yes, you're right. They should. Well, little does he know that they're setting up Daniel. They come to him a few days later and say, Daniel's praying. And he's mad. Daniel's not supposed to be praying to his God. So Daniel walks in. He's like, yes. Daniel, you've been praying. Yes. Why haven't you been praying to, to, to our God? Because your God is not mine. I have a lifestyle with mine. He's the only one that's ever done, remember, anything for me. So since you did that, Daniel throw him in the den. Daniel said, I'll be fine. Go ahead and do what you have to do. So he throws him in the lion's den, and the Bible says that the king can't sleep all night. He wakes up early in the morning. He comes to, to, to the den. He says, take the rock off. Daniel, are you okay? Daniel yells back, I'm fine. I told you God would do it. Hurry up and get him out of there. And then the king says this, you won't worship any other God except for Daniel's God. Daniel had a lifestyle of prayer and fasting, which then brings us back to Daniel chapter 9. When we get to Daniel chapter 9 and we see that Daniel is praying again, Daniel has an encounter because he had discovered something fresh and new in God's word. He says that, Something that Jeremiah had said shot off the pages and he said, oh, my goodness, God had already been declaring something about the season of life we're in. And I've got to find out what he's saying. And he's, the Bible says, we read it, that Daniel decided he is going to pray and he's going to fast before God. Because it was a lifestyle. Prayer. Here's the second thing our response has to be. Our response is, is we have to have a mentality that God's timing is perfect timing. If we're letting God do the work, we have to have a mentality that God's timing is perfect timing. 
So I have prayer and I have fasting and then I have to have a mentality that God's timing is perfect timing. Daniel's praying. Daniel is fasting. We don't, we don't necessarily know how long he's praying and fasting here, but one of the things that we do know, watch now, is that as he's praying, as he's fasting, as it's been his lifestyle from the first time we, he comes on the scene in Daniel chapter 1, we see that as he's praying, when Gabriel comes and interacts with him, he says, hey, I just want you to know, from the very first day, the first moment you started praying, God was at work. He says, now I've come to give you understanding of what you've been praying about. Let me tell you that in 2021, we don't need to be anxious. We don't need to be in a hurry because God's timing is perfect timing. See, we're letting God do the work because for City Place, for City Place, our prophetic declaration is this is the year that God does it. For you in your own home, that one word that you've written down, this is the year that God does that in your family. And so if I know that, if I make my response in this year, I am committed to you. I am committed to grow our relationship, God. I am committed to find out everything that you promised me in your word. Then I have a mentality that your timing is perfect timing. I want you to take the lid off this year of how God would do it. I want you to take the lid off. Take, take the lid off. Take the lid off and just know that God's timing is perfect timing. Here's the last one. Last thought. I wrote this. I wrote this. And I got this while we were in 21 days of prayer. So we talked about the timing. So Hear, hear me when I say this. Day 22 is just as important as day number one. Or, shall I say, when God does it is just as important as the first day you grabbed hold of his promise. Did you get that? Watch. So, day 22, or when God does it, is just as important as day number one. Daniel had been praying, seeking the Lord, living a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. Having a mentality that God's timing is perfect timing. We saw that with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We saw it with Daniel being thrown in the lion's den. God's timing is fine. We saw it with them eating the vegetables. It's, it's fine, just give us the, just give us the vegetables, we, we, we're good. We'll be fine. God's timing is perfect timing. So that leads me to believe that when God responds, it's just as important as the very first day. I say, God, I'm going to let you work. Let me prove it. Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. Flip over there. Remember, I told you you're going to need your Bible. Daniel chapter 10. Watch this. This is now the third year of King Cyrus. And it says this in verse, let's go to, um, let, let's go to verse four and then we're going to hop over to verse 10. It says, now on the 24th day of the first month, the 24th day of the first month, 
the 24th day. Actually, 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 hold on. Let's go up. Let's, let's go up a little more. Let's go up. Okay, verse 2. It says, In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. In those days I was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now on the 24th day of the first month, he says this, and then verse five, he said, I lifted up my eyes and behold a certain man clothed in linen whose weights were girded with gold and euphaz. Now go over to verse 10, watch this. He says, suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my, on my knees and the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man beloved of God, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking to the, this to me, I stood trembling. I stood trembling. Then he said this in verse 12. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before the Lord your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your word. Verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. Day 22, or when God does it, is just as important as day number one. In Daniel chapter 10, we see a repeat almost of Daniel chapter 9. Daniel says, I eat no food. I, I am not enjoying the delicacies. My lifestyle of prayer and my lifestyle of fasting is taking me deeper and deeper in God's word. I realize God's perfect timing is what it's all about. And so he's continuing to pray. He's continuing to seek God. And he says this, someone came and tapped me and broke down how the work was being done. Daniel, from the first time you started praying, from the first time you started praying, heaven started to do the work. Go, answer Daniel's prayer. But I want you to know, Daniel, that I was being resisted by the prince of Persia. So what he was saying was there was a demonic force coming against me while I was trying to bring to you the thing that God has declared he's going to do. He was saying the enemy didn't want to release what God is going to do. The enemy got wind of what God wanted to do and was fighting the whole way. And he was like, but Daniel, you didn't give up because you had committed that what you did on day one, you would do on day 22. And so he said, you stayed in a position of expectation and continue to stay in God's word. He said, you've been feeding on God's word. When you found God's word, you stayed in God's word and you made God's word a part of your lifestyle. You didn't just pray to see God meet a need. You prayed because you wanted to know the one that is meet is the one that meets the need. You made this a part of your lifestyle. And he said, you took a mentality that God's timing is perfect timing. And he said, I want you to know that your day 22, which was day 24 for Daniel, was just as important as your day number one. And he, so he says, and so what you've been praying for, what you've been believing for was so big that they were resisting me for the whole 21 days. He says, and then God said, bring all of it. 
go get Michael. And he said, and with Michael, we busted through to where now everything that God said he was going to do, God is going to do right now in this moment. So our response to letting God do his thing and seeing God do it in this year is that prayer and fasting and going deeper into the presence of God has to be your reality. We have to have a mentality that, God, we know you're going to do it this year. Therefore, I'm going to trust that your timing is perfect timing. Remember, remember when Pastor Ty and I talked together and one of the things that she said was that so many times we try to take it into our hands. Not in 20, 21. On day 24, God began to do it for Daniel. What will your response be as God is doing it in 2021? Here's what the Bible says. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think according to the power that works in you. Will you let him work? If you let him work, if you and I make this year a season where we say, God, my intensity spiritually is going to be all year long. I'm going to trust your timing is perfect. And as you're doing it, I'm not just going to sit still. I'm going to let my day 22 be just as important as my day one. I'm going to let when you do it be just as important as my day number one. If he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever hope, ask, or think. Will you let him work? Will you let him work? Daniel said, I'm staying right here. And the angel told Daniel of everything that it took, the work that God was doing. So some of the things that you and I are going to see this year, hell has been trying to fight against. And God's like, Oh, they believe it. They're trusting me that this is the year that I do it. Right where you are. And just in a couple of minutes, I want you to spend a couple of moments with God on your own time. And I want you to just kind of think through if you're really going to allow God to work. And I want you to just go back through each thought from today. And I want you to Set aside some time that you'll say, God, okay, I'm going to meet you in the morning. I'm going to commit. God, I'm going to trust your timing. That is perfect. And God, no matter what, every day of my life, I'm going to give to you in 2021. 20, right where you are, I want to pray for you. You walked in here today, and maybe you're the one that hasn't met Jesus just yet. 
I want to pray for you. It's a simple prayer. The Bible says this. It says, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, he comes and he lives on the inside of you. And today I want to give you that opportunity to meet Jesus. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. I don't want to take up too much time because I know you're hanging out with us today. I just want you to pray this simple prayer. You pray it after me. You believe with all of your heart and all of your faith. And you let God do the work in you. Are you ready? Can you pray this prayer with me? Come on, everybody, all of City Place, let's pray this together. Say, Dear Jesus, today I come to you in need of a Savior. I acknowledge that you died for me and that you rose again. And today I accept you freely as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place, can we make some noise for the decision that was made today? Come on, can make some noise. Make some noise. Come on. The decision you made today is the best decision you will ever make. I want to just give you just a couple of next steps. The first thing is, is that let us know the decision that you made today. I would love to personally send you a quick text message or an email just to say, well done on the decision that you made because I want to cheer you on. The second thing I want to encourage you to do is to get into a small group. We call them city groups here. We believe that God hasn't designed you to do life alone. We want you to discover family. That's what we want you to do. We want you to discover family. We're not a perfect family, but we are a family that loves Jesus. And we want to welcome you into the family. And so information can be found at cityplacechurch.com backslash citygroup. So come on, can we make some noise? Well done, well done today. Did y'all get something today? Are you going to be positioned to, to have a great response, to let God do the work today. I just know that God wants to continue to do amazing things in your life. Now what we're getting ready to do, we're going to worship God through our giving. We're going to worship God through our tithe and our offering. And I believe that uh, this is one of the areas in some of your lives where you need to let God work. I want to challenge you to trust the Lord in every aspect of your life, including your finances, including your finances. Just trust him. Say, God, this is, this is my worship. You provided for me. And I'm going to worship you with my giving. Like, trust him with everything. I want to say thank you for um, all of the generosity. Uh, we've been saying it over the last few weeks of everything that we've done in 20, uh, 2020. 2020 um, we helped plant 55 churches um, through ARC. And so this year we've already started giving to uh, church planting, as well as responding to some of the various needs already taking place in our community uh, and around the world. And so uh, we steward God's kingdom finance as well. And uh, we're so glad that we get to partner with you to make an impact. So let's worship the Lord together uh, today. I always get excited about when we get to worship God through our giving as a church. I also want to let you know that City Place Church turns five years old at the end of this month, five years old. And we're going to be uh, continuing to cast vision for our year and just to celebrate all that God has done and he's about to do. So right where you are, I'm about to just pray over the end of our service. Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for those that met you. We thank you that we are able to worship you through our giving. We honor you today. I thank you that this is the year that you do it. So we're going to let you work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can't wait to see y'all again. Right back here.
City Place Church. Thanks for joining us. If you've been encouraged by this message, be sure to subscribe to the City Place Church podcast. And we want to hear from you. Post a picture on any of your social media outlets with the hashtag CityPlaceChurch to be a part of the conversation. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.